Hello and welcome to the Dublin Arsenal podcast. I'm your host as always, Jonathan Giles. On the show this week, we'll be reviewing our upcoming Premier League fixture against Everton this Sunday at 430 in the company of loyal Everton fan, Richie White. How are you, Richie? I'm great, thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for coming on. We'll Thanks for having me. <laughs> By the way, to our listeners, Richie's our biggest fan. So, uh, non Arsenal is. Number one fan, yeah. <laughs> so, hopefully, this webcam uh, keeps hold for the night. Uh, also, on the show, we'll be looking at players who played for both sides, and we look back at the four four Premier League games for both teams as well. So, sit back and enjoy the show. On the show this week, I'm joined by my regular guests and loyal Arsenal fans, John Neely. How are you, John? Not too bad, Johnny. Glad to be back. Thanks for coming back um, from another long sabbatical. <laughs> we hope to have you on before the end of the season. <laughs> if you come say we're live from the North London Derby, that is, next week. And also, I'm joined by Matt Bourne. How are you, Matt? How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Good to have you back on, pal. Um, Cheers. Thanks, man. You're in the good company of Jamie Carter there, I noticed there. I was, yeah. He, um, yeah, just him and Didi Haman passed me by in a bar, so I just had to go up and say hello. So that was it, as you do, you know, with a few drinks on you. I took, no, I took no pleasure in it, John, John, to not worry, I took no pleasure at all. <laughs> I, when I saw the picture, Matt, I was saying to myself, spot a celebrity. I didn't know who well, it was. <laughs> yeah, I was wearing a nice Bosch shirt, you know, so I looked apart, you know. <laughs> I, I remember Eamon um, complimenting you on that there the other night. Um, oh, well, it's yeah. good to have you back on, Matt. Um, Cheers. Hope, Cheers. And, um, nice. are having a good summer. And also, as I said earlier on in our intro, um, I'm also joined by Richie White, um, loyal Everton fan uh, from over here as well. So welcome along, Richie. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being such a loyal listener as well. <laughs> yeah, great show, lads. Love it. There you go, let's see. There is one person out there tonight. I collect my money afterwards, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've got a bit of a fiver in the kitty, Richard. So you're welcome to buy five euro hamburgers if you want to, Matthew. <laughs> um, so we start off with the show, I suppose, in um, the latest bit of transfer business that was wrapped up at, on Saturday. Uh, Nicholas Pepe, a £72 million um, signing from Lille in 2019. Um, he made 112 appearances, scored uh, 27 goals um, in his time at Arsenal. Um, the 28-year-old joins the Torquay side, Treps Onsor, uh, on a free. Um, sadly, it just didn't work out. It was one of those transfers that the price tag weighed very heavily on him, you know, and... Um, Sadly, we lost him on a free transfer. But um, I go to you, John. Are you happy enough to see Nicholas Pepe? It didn't. We, you know, it 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 didn't work out. But are you happy? I enough say, to it, it never really worked out. And yeah, um, he was signed uh, when he was signed um, for the amount of money. Uh, Lille and his agent must have taught all their Christmases. I come up once when they were dealing with our chief executive at the time to yeah. get seventy-two million for him. When I think. From what I read at the time, he could have got him at the end of May, early June, for around thirty. I know he had a really. No, this is serious. I mean, I think this this transfer led to Sanley lose, losing his job because it was way, way overpriced. Yeah. Um, I think he was a very talented player, 
but unfortunately, he never fitted into what Emery wanted to do, and he's he never fitted into what Arteta wanted to do. So it, it was really bad scouting, bad signing, and the chief executive who signed him deserved to lose his job over. And I feel sorry for him because I think he's a really talented guy. And if he got to the right club, who knows what he could have done? But um, the money he was on was the big stumbling block between us getting a transfer fee. I wish him the bell. I wish I do. I wish him the very best. I hope he finds some kind of form. But um, he had to leave. He, he, he was. He had no future there. So just didn't. Yes, it's just sad that we lost. 72 million we didn't recoup anything from him you know that's probably the most disappointing but to get him to get his contract off the uh, budget as well is probably the only positive thing um uh matt what do you what do you make of the whole um nicholas peppy are you happy to, that he's moved he's moved on now and that's the end um, of that for him that he's moved on you know um when you look at his his stats were a lot better than a lot of yeah. Very, very big name players in the Premier League, you know. Um, he never really got the chance to shine when you're when you're number two to Bukayo Saka, who's who never gets injured, you know. Hopefully, I don't I don't curse him there, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's very, very difficult. But his stats were not bad in the scheme of it. Uh, I don't think you know. Look, players don't make transfer uh, fees either. You know, that's made by the agents and the t- and the clubs and everything else. So, you know, living up to his, his expectations, you know, even look at Declan Rice, who's been who's been fantastic uh, for the last few games, obviously. But he didn't set the price, you know, and we, we went and decided to pay the price. And, you know, it's whereas it's sad that, you know, he cost 72 million. And we got nothing back. We're fans. What does it matter to us? It matters yeah. to Stan Kroenke, you know, he's losing the money. Uh, doesn't matter to us, you know. Arsenal spent big money this summer, which is great. Uh, knowing that they probably weren't going to get a penny for uh, recoup a penny of the seventy-two million, so I don't know why we should care, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, look, I wish him the best. I, you know, there was definitely a player in there. I believe he he had a few incredibly good performances, scored some cracker goals, absolutely cracker goals. But he was never going to he was never going to um, take Saka's place away from him. never. And I said this on a podcast earlier on, you know, any player, I think it was on with Craig one night and he was talking about a few different options to back up Saka. Saka doesn't get injured. And who's going to come in? Who are you going to sign for 50 million or 60 million to back up Saka? No player is going to come in and go, oh, yeah, I'll play back up to Saka. Not at all. No. You know, I think this, I think we have great options uh, up front. You know, you can you can uh martinelli can switch to the Saka side if need be and got trossard and emil smith Rowe waiting to step into his position plenty of options uh but listen pepe best of luck to him i hope he gets his career back on track and everything works out yeah the turkish league seems to be where most of them go to reset their career you could say i know and yeah. best of luck to him um probably the best goal that i remember him in an arsenal short um was it was the end of the 2021 season against west brom albion i think we're still mm-hmm. Behind closed doors, that was a screamer. Um, um, mm. I, I suppose most of his other goals came in the Europa League and the League Cup and all. But yeah, look, yeah. we can only wish him the best. You know, he's twenty eight years old, so he still has the best years ahead of him. Hopefully, you know. And um, looking forward, she didn't work out, and that's another one gone off her books. Um, yeah. So we go on to um, we move on swiftly, I suppose, on to our preview of the Everton game, which is live on um Sky Sports at four thirty on Sunday. Um. 
our last meeting, um, myself and John actually done this one to review this back in March, fourth of March. Uh, we won four 0 Saka scored a screamer, the fourth goal. Uh, Martinelli twice. No regard. Um, I see Richie there in tears. There, <laughs> I hate bringing it up, Richie. <laughs> but um, we're at Goodison Park for this one. Um, and this is always a tough ground, I think. Um, to go to, it's one of those old school grounds where the fans nearly are on top. You had a throw in. Mine's be kind of a bit like Highbury, you know, one of those very old school grounds still there. Yeah. Um, our last meeting was the f- in February. Uh, I think it was Sean Dice's first game actually in charge. Uh, James Tarkovsky, one of his old boys from Bournemouth, got a tower in header. Um, I know Eamon Donnelly said uh, the pitch was a disgrace, <laughs> but it, it got three vital points for um, Everton, so they didn't care. And of course, the previous meeting was back in December of 21. Um, we went 1 0 up, and that came through Odegaard. But Richardson in the 80 minute, and then a screamer from the now departed to Marty Gray, who's gone to the riches of Saudi Arabia. Um, but I think this is going to be a very tough game away. I don't want to come to you, Richie. You're um, a loyal Everton fan, and I appreciate you coming onto the show. Um, how do you see the game going yourself on Sunday? Um, it's actually, it's like, it's it's quite a hard one to sort of, I suppose, pick apart because having looked at us at the start of the season, yeah, look, we've four games and we've only taken a point and that was in the last game, but um, it's not as if we're not creating chances. We are, like, we're creating chances. If, if, if we were in the situation where I just couldn't see a goal coming from anywhere, like as in from chance-wise, then I'd be, I'd be, I'd be quite, quite worried, but they, they seem to be eking out, um, you know, scoring chances. It's just, it's the same old Achilles heel that we have. We can't finish. We just cannot finish our chances. Um, Dan Juma and the new fella, Beto. Um, yeah. When I, I, I watched them there uh, last week, obviously, uh, against the Blades, and there was probably a little bit of cause for, for a little bit of hope there because I thought Beto played played uh, brilliantly actually yeah. um, Dan Juma was okay as well but he, he just his, his, his first touch seems to kind of let him down a lot um, but there's there's shoots of um, there's shoots of hope there you know uh, Beto I think he's kind of he's got that old school kind of big number nine strong you know he's able yeah. to hold up the ball but he also has like a serious injection of speed there as well you know um, he almost was too quick for for a lot of like for Dan Juma a lot of the time last week, um, but you know taking that as well going back then we've obviously we still got the same old frailties at the back. It's it's like they switch off in games just especially after they've scored or you know yeah it, it's just situations like that or at the start of a second half or at the end of a first half. They just switch off and it's it's kind of schoolboy era stuff, you know. Um I don't know. Is the is the is, <laughs> is the serious answer like I I would I know that the crowd will be up for and once the goodison crowd like once once they're with you, there's no better crowd. Once they're against you, you're you're seriously up against it. And players go hiding on that pitch. If they're not, if they're not, if they're not playing to what uh, is perceived the the standard from from the crowd, you know, but I would I would probably sort of if I had to give a prediction, I would probably sort of say, I maybe a tough fought two one win for the Gooners, probably. 
Yeah, it's not a bad, it's not a bad show. But it wouldn't rule ourselves with neither, Richie. You know, um, I think the, after the international break, you always see teams a bit re- re- rejuvenated. You know, mm-hmm. um, in terms of your other transfer business, um, Richie, you've ta- you've brought in Ashley Young as a free agent. Uh, he was with Villa there last year. Uh, Dan yeah. Juma looks really top. He scored a great goal. Jack Harrison, I think, is another steal on loan from Leeds. And Battle yeah. said looks a really good player. Mm. Um, and in terms of your outs, Demary Gray left there yesterday for uh, Saudi Arabia. Iwobi went it won't be. Yeah. and Mopay went on loan to Brentford. And just looking at your bye bye, Mopay. Bye bye. Don't come yeah. back. <laughs> Do not come back <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah, but he, he just didn't seem to, nah. he just seemed didn't fit in, did he? Not nah, just, just unfortunately, like you know, I, I to be honest, I kind of felt sorry for him because a lot of the fans were on his back, but he just, he just couldn't fit in and he, it, it just, no, didn't work, didn't work for me. And I wish him well wherever he's gone, but yeah. <laughs> adios, adios. Uh, yeah. With with the new stadium being built there in Bramley Dock as well, it's 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 exciting times for an Everton fan, you know. Um, can you see, can you see Sean Dyche being long term manager there, or do you can do you? Yeah, see like I I'd really hope that uh, Sean Dyche kind of stays with us because I think in fairness, you know, he's been given a he's been given a like a from a squad point of view and a talent point of view. He's been really given a sort of a, um, a, dif- a difficult project to do, to say the least. Um, but like he, he does have that sort of, you know, yeah, obviously has the experience. He has that, um, you know, that grit and determination to kind of get get everything out of a player. You know, like you're not going to you're not going to be sort of resting on your laurels um, if he's your gaffer. You know, um, regards the new stadium, yeah, absolutely. Um, be be very sad to see uh, the old lady go, but um, you know, obviously every club, if they want, if they're worth their sort of, sort of weight and goal, they have to kind of move on and progress. Um, the worry I have with Bramley Dock is, can we afford it? And are we go? Is it going to be a great white elephant in the championship next year? Yes, it's always a worry. Yeah, and I know Coventry City done similar with Rico Arena, didn't yeah. they? And that's handed yet. Um, I think the last you've been very unfortunate with injuries in terms of Seamus Coleman and Dominic yeah. Calvert Lewin. You yeah. know, but it was such a small squad, and when you miss big players, you really do struggle. But as you said, Sean Dyche he's given them that bit of grit that he was with Burnley, hasn't he? You can yeah. see that there. He, he gets it together, yeah. Like, 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 what did you have before that you had the likes of Frank Lampard? You know, yeah. Like you got the impression with Frank Frank Lampard that he was their kind of buddies rather than their gaffer, you know. Yeah. Uh, he was, yeah, and he was, you know, sucking up to Seamus Coleman and really sort of trying to win the fans on side. But that's not going to, you know, get you results. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, look, it just it didn't didn't work out for Frank. I know he he obviously. You know, we had that win against Crystal Palace that, um, you know, kept us up 3-2. We were 2-0 down at half time. <laughs> I thought that was bye-bye. But um, in fairness, it was just one of those lights under the lights at Goodison that um, it just turned on a sixpence. And to be honest, we were we were blessed to get out of jail um, that year. And I sort of said after that, I said, I said, I think next year is going to be our, it's going to be, it's going to be our year when we get finally relegated and, 
I was yeah. proved wrong, thankfully, on the last day of the season. But um, it, like, it can't go on, and okay. you know, you can you can only sort of flirt with death so much, and uh, it'll it'll finally get you. So um, yeah, look, hope, hoping to see hoping to see sort of um, shoots of shoots of hope and uh, progression over the next uh, couple of weeks, but. Um, we don't. We we we'll see. I, but I I I I am impressed so far. I know it's like he was. He literally. Your man Beto only came over. Uh, he only arrived in in Liverpool the day before the Blades game. Yeah. So he came on and um. Uh, but he he just looked. He looked like I don't think Deutsch wasn't even going to play him, and then he just decided to play him. Um, and he looks he looks up for it. Like yeah yeah. Yeah, Beto and Danjuma. They look. They're down yeah. to terrorise defenses. I think yeah. Um, and after the Arsenal game, Richie, you've got Brantford away after that, which is tricky enough, you know. You yeah. Probably take a draw there, but their next two games are at home. They're against Luton and Bournemouth. So, like, you'd nearly be thinking, you know, Luton looked like the whipping boys, you know. The, yeah. Even no disrespect. And Bournemouth, mm. you know, you could be looking at, what, potentially four points, could you, you know? Yeah, look, I mean, like, and like they have to be sort of, like, I know it's, what, we're four games in? Yeah. But like even even with the the game we played against um, Wolves um, at home, like even though that was only three games in, people were talking about like what a crucial six pointer it was, and it was like oh, that's that's just the uh, the unfortunate realities of following Everton, like you know. Yeah, really. um, but you know, like I, I think I think they have to be like Dice and the and the boys have to be sort of like aiming for at least four points. If not more, um, out out of out of those two games, um, Bournemouth and and, and Luton certainly, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there's always terrific support there. It's, it's one of those intimidating grounds, you know. And the when they're an away team, you really feel it, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. As I was saying, um, our last um <clears throat> two visits has ended in defeat, lads. And now we're going even a bit back forward to Freddie Youngberg when he's in interim manager. We only drew nil all. That's when Duncan Ferguson was in. Caretaker charge, so yeah, yeah. We, we, we've always found everything a tricky ground. Um, and the force coming back after the international break can be 50 50 as well, you know, in terms of tiredness and injuries being picked up from the qualification matches. So, you know, the force coming back is kind of like the first day of the season, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, John, how do you see this game going? Always a tough game at Goodison Park, isn't it? Always a, good, always a tough game. I was actually reading up, we haven't won there since 2018. Wow. <laughs> so it seems like a, a long, long time ago. Um, yeah. Deutsch is he, he? He he seems to know how to set up teams against. We never had easy games when he was in charge of Bournemouth. Um, he I expect a very physical game from Everton. Um, they'll try to ruffle their feathers, as you said. Eamon last season was hugely critical of the pitch. I don't see anything different happening this weekend. <laughs> um, as Richie was saying, that new striker made a very good first impression. Only what was it, 20, 25 minutes or so against Sheffield United, but he made a very, very good first impression. He seems very fast, very strong, not afraid of the physical side of the game. So if Everton get anything to him, he could prove a bit of a test for Saliba and Gabriel. Um, but I think if we play our game and control the game the way we should control the game, we should win it. But then I said exactly the same thing when we went to go to some Park last year. And <laughs> yeah. we didn't do it. And we didn't do it. So it, 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 we have to play our game. If we don't play our game, then you're going to give everything uh, something 
to hang on to something to fight for. And as Richie said, if that Goodison crowd smells blood, they'll get behind that team and then you're in for a hard time. So we have to play our game. We have to be at the top of our game and we have to show a real side, which we haven't shown yet. We haven't kicked into... No, no. At the very least, we're maybe seven out of ten for the start of the season. Um, I think we're, we're, we're controlling games without creating a lot of chances. And we do have a little bit of vulnerability at the back, um, especially on the break. I mean, we got away from jail with United a little bit, but we deserve to win that game. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think we need to focus on our own game, turn up fully, fully knowing what we're walking into, because last year it looked like we didn't know what we were walking into. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's the wake up call, and that'll be our Tedis rallying cry. He says, Remember coming here last year? Be on your be on your toes, be aware of what you have to fight for, be aware, be aware of what they're going to bring to the game, and don't give them sniff. If you get on top, stay on top. Um, I, I'd love to see Ricky said a 2 1 win. I'll take it, give it to me now, and move on next week. Um, I, I, I'm really expecting a tough physical battle against them, I really am. But I, I think if we play your game, we win. But as I say, everything have a habit of making things tough a little bit better. So I don't expect it to be easy. I think as well, I think Richie will agree with me here as well before I move on to Matt. Um, I think set piece wise, definitely from corners and free kicks, use would worry me in terms of, you know, your phys- physicality, but as well as that, your height. You know, you can see very yeah. much the Burnley side, you know, he works very hard on set pieces. Yeah. Uh, I thought the double save from Jordan Pickford, Sheffield, United game is just incredible. Yeah, you can have yeah. moments, can't he, Pickford, where he can be world class and then he can just have those wobbly moments, you know. That's 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 picked like that's the sort of you know with the genius, you know, you take the the the, the yeah. joke the joker out of it, yeah. you know, um, because <laughs> like you know, and and he gets some awful stick, but like yeah. I tell you one thing, I can guarantee you, if we hadn't had Jordan Pickford for the last two three seasons, we would not be in the Premiership. Simple as yeah. that. You just wouldn't. Yeah, that, and that's 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 a big compliment to pay. Yeah, it's, he, he is the last line of defence in, in every word, isn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, this is going to be, as I said to John and Richie, it's it's always tough going to Goodison Park over the years. Um, how do you yeah. see the game going yourself early <clears throat> in February? Yeah, it's been horrible. Yeah, Goodison Park has been an absolute nightmare for us the last few years, <laughs> obviously, as we all know. Uh, look, if we're on, like John said, I don't know how much more I can add because, like John said, if we're on our game, we will win comfortably, and we should be beating Everton comfortably. No disrespect to Everton, you know, we should be beating them comfortably. You know, they, you know, uh, we're talking about Luton being the whipping boys this year. I mean, Everton have been the whipping boys for the last few years, you know, and they've survived by the skin. Of their, um, you know, barely survived three seasons in a row, and. Uh, I fear for them, you know, like, look, they'll probably go out and beat us 1-0 on Sunday, as they do, as they, you know, for <laughs> whatever reason. Uh, but I fear for them because that look is going to run out at some stage unless something drastic happens. And uh, the new, like John said, the new guy that came in and you were saying yourself, uh, Richie, uh, looks very, very promising, you know, a lot of speed, um, a lot of skill and... I hope he. I hope he turns it around for you. But I fear for Everton that they'll run out of steam, and if they do run out of steam and get relegated this year, it's going to be a very, very tough coming back. Yeah. You know, and uh, they'll have the new stadium. 
you know, I'm sure, I don't know what the capacity is going to be the new stadium. Do you know yourself? So, uh, I think it's 52. But but it's going to be very, very difficult to maintain that stadium in the championship. Well, you know, that... No European football or anything else, you know. So, look, I, I wish is nothing but the best. I know a lot of Everton fans. Uh, I've no, you know, if I could pick out a team in the Premier League that I have absolutely no qualms with, it would be Everton. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I've qualms with a lot of teams in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, but well, uh, well, well, the one thing that we do have in common, lads, is that uh, we're both the two top teams, longest yes. standing in top flight football. So, yeah, we get Barely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But so, until until yeah. next year for us. But anyway, yeah. look, I hope you I hope you have a half decent season apart from two games that you're playing against us. Um, and look, I can't see Atten putting an Arsenal win. I think we have to be on our game. Uh, we have to believe that we can beat Everton. Um, most teams believe they can beat Everton, you know. And for whatever reasons, it's just this mental block. We we go to go to some park. We get beaten one nil. We get beaten two one. Whatever. And we get them to uh, the Emirates and we destroy them, you know. So we shouldn't be thinking any differently going to going to go to some park. Uh, they're they're definitely vulnerable, uh, and we should be we should be beating them comfortably. But look, uh, you can never predict this one, unfortunately. You know, we've had that against a few teams over the years. We had our we had Bolton for a few years where we couldn't get near them for whatever reason. And you're always going to have these teams that you just can't get past. And uh, everyone is definitely one of them. But look, I'm relatively confident of a win. It's going to be fairly tight and possibly, like uh, Richie said, possibly 2-1. Yeah, if it is going to be won or lost, I, I would fear set pieces like in February. You know, I think I think everyone are really good on set pieces. You know, I'd probably, if I'm being honest with you, I, I, I know we have... Jesus back as well and you know our team is a lot stronger than everything but I don't know I just have a feeling about it could be a draw you know I just have that mm-hmm. you know it's um, them for all yeah. the games and the force came back after the international break but yeah I, I think I'd be honest with you I think I'd probably go for a draw um, uh, we move on certainly to um, players that played for both sides Talked about that this into the podcast uh, this week um, a few players I'll run down um, Kevin Richardson is one they played for both Arsenal and Everton. Um, Anders Limper, the brilliant uh, winger. Francis Jeffers, Fox in the Box. I think yeah. we all know. <laughs> Richard Rice. <laughs> was going to be a future in the number one, but uh, <laughs> that cracker sure scored against him uh, at St. James's. I'll put that in. And, um, Kevin Campbell, done really well for both teams, definitely for Everton. Um, mm. I remember he scored at Anfield in 99 and it took right up oh, to yeah. two years ago for his shares and wasn't it to get the next win and go yeah. again um, Martin Keown heard his name defender played for the both teams Stephen Hughes that's um, oh yeah Stephen Hughes uh, oh, he's yeah. now uh, AFTB uh, <laughs> but his, his career went downhill uh, but yeah he played for uh, everything uh, um, Philippe Sandros yeah Sandros yeah um, Theo Walcott you forget the half then sure. wouldn't you yeah <laughs> Me, Keller, Sander Ross was always sort of liable for a blooper, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> he always, he, he, he always was um, a bit adventurous, you could say. <laughs> um, Alex Awobi, uh, who yeah. left Everton there uh, to go to Fun, but yeah, he. Um, I'll come to you, Richie. Who would you mean your stand players that played for you from the Gunners? Uh, definitely, super, super Kev, super Kevin Campbell. Um, 
uh, was just sort of saying earlier on that like when he joined us, I think he joined us in 99 and it was kind of initially on a loan. But he got like eight goals in his first seven appearances and that and that was like literally at the end of the season, yeah. um, which which literally saved our bacon that year. Like here we are, Everton, talking about another year where we were saved, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, there's been a lot of them. But um, no, Kevin Campbell, absolute standout. And I think he, he was kind of, his career was kind of stagnating at the time and he'd been over to um, Turkey, I think it was. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure if it was Galatasaray or who he was with, but um, he I think there was some sort of, he wasn't happy there and there was some sort of allegations of racism or, or whatever. So he came back and he came in loud to us. But like he even says now, because he's a big he's a big speaker at Goodison Park on match days and all that kind of stuff. But he, he fell in love with Everton and obviously the fans fell in love with him. And, you know, I've been to many's a game at, at Goodison where... Um, you know, like he he'll still he'll still go down and, and watch the toffees and there'll be shouts of super super Kevin Campbell all the way down and so like you know he's never really kind of fallen out of love with the with the toffees but um yeah definitely number one for me super Kev and then obviously um couldn't go without mentioning Mikel Arteta so uh, I have a big soft spot for Arteta. Uh, also liked, you know, the likes I, uh, I was mentioned as well, Alex Awobi, more recent. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, when he came first, I was sort of hemming and hawing a bit because, again, it kind of looked as if Awobi's kind of career was stagnating and maybe not progressing um, to its, its full um, benefit. But when he came to Everton at the start, he was kind of, he took a while to find his way, but the last couple of seasons, I think he's been outstanding for Everton and just absolute unbelievable work rate. The, the guy just doesn't stop, doesn't stop on the fit and he, he'll try to the very, very end. Um, you know, people will say maybe his limited ability skill-wise, but, um, you know, a lot of the time, half the battle is getting these guys to play on the pitch in the first place, you know. That's it. Uh, uh, Martin Keown as well would have been one of my favourites from the from sort of early nineties, you know. Um, yeah, real hard defender. Um, and I was actually I was quite I was quite good at when he left uh, to go to 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 the Gooners. Um, but yeah, he he'd be another another kind of a stalwart at the time. The ones that I wouldn't be so happy with maybe would be the likes of Franny Jeffers. I never really. Franny wouldn't have been one of uh, wouldn't be a big fan of Franny's and um, Theo Walcott. I was disappointed with Theo when he came to Everton. I, I kind of I thought we'd get a lot more out of him. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, yeah. It just just never. It, it was almost like he just never clicked. There was the odd game where he'd get a goal. You think, okay, it's going to change now. It's definitely going to change. And then you yeah. see in the next game. Just look lethargic and kind of almost that like he's just there to pick up a check, you know, and nah, just didn't just just didn't work out in the end. Yeah, um, uh, John, um, he mentioned himself, Franny, the fox in the box, Jeffers. Uh, <laughs> we, we paid a big price for him, and uh, say <laughs> the least, he's uh, going coaching now in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> That's how for his career he's gone to the riches of the Saudi world. Um, who stood out for you for players that played for both teams? Um, 
Oh, we went to Kevin, Kevin Richardson at the start. Kevin which was good shows, because, yeah. yeah, he was a big, big part of that team that won the league in '89. Yeah, um, almost like the, the final piece of the jigsaw that George Graham put together. Um, I actually remember that great Everton team from the '80s, and he was a big part of that. And I was amazed when he left the country. What? Yeah. I know. I remember, yeah. thinking, I remember being as a teenager thinking. Why isn't someone bigger picking him up? Who was gobsmacked? And when George picked him up, I think it was only like about £250,000 at the time, which is not a lot of money in the transfer business now. It wasn't that big back then. Who was delighted when we got him? And I, That's I £150 got... million in today's money, John. We've <laughs> <laughs> so, got two or three absolutely fantastic years of Kevin Richardson. So um, they were brilliant. And I know Eamon's not here tonight, so I, I, it'd be wrong for me not to throw something a little bit older in, like Trevor Ross and Alan Ball from the 70s. Ah, Ball, Alan so, Ball, yeah, brilliant. Alan Ball, who was an English national hero for being part of the 66 World Cup, came to Arsenal after he won the double, and Trevor Ross played midfield in the 70s as well. Um, um, OK, that's a little bit before my time, but I'll throw them in because I know Eamon would not shut up about Alan Ball if he, if he oh, had yeah. kept me but um, Kevin Kevin Richardson obviously the one that stands out, and the uh, Martin Keown one because he actually started very early, and he left over a, a wage dispute with George Bryan, and went to Villa. Everton snapped him up, mm-hmm. and then George played I think an absolute huge one for the centre half the time over two minutes. Get it back. Over and I think the 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 wage dispute was something like fifty quid a week or something. So. We, <laughs> I was delighted when we signed him back, and we got 10 outstanding years from him. I loved him. I just say, I heard his nails defend us. So they're the two that would stand out for me. Um, on the other hand, you sold his jeffers. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you can say we got even because we gave you a super dry, and we gave you a tear welter. As you say, I. I, I that, that signing was from left field. I don't think any Arsenal fans saw it coming. Um, but I guarantee you there was a queue around the box to drive him out of the club when, he came, when that opportunity came because it just never, ever, ever worked. So, um, yeah. as I said, I think we, 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 we've signed some really good players, including Mickey Arteta. Um, and, uh, but you did sting us with Francis Jeffers. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, in that transfer window as well, Richard Wright was signed as well in that transfer window, yeah. So there was a couple of bogey ones there. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> stood out for you in that list of players. Anders Lempar's one that sticks out. He was quite good, wasn't he? Uh, well, you took the words you took the words out of my mouth because uh, yeah. Anders Lempar, uh, you know, when I first I first went to uh, Highbury in 1989, uh, and um, you know, I would have. I was there, I think that my first game was two days before we went to Anfield and won the league, or two games before we went to Anfield and won the league. We lost 2-1 to Derby. And um, being a, a kid in the in the North Bank, looking at um, your first game and losing, you were just waiting for a couple of the nice big names to come in and all that stuff, you know? <laughs> and um, I remember Anders Limpar uh, came in, I think it was 91, thereabouts, 1991? Someone on the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh I was there in Highbury when we when we won the league in ninety two. Ninety one. Uh, a few on a few occasions. And Limpar what ninety one, sorry, sorry John. <laughs> <laughs> um I, a few uh had the pleasure of seeing him play on a few occasions. He was unbelievable. Limpar. 
He was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, he would be the standout player for me. Um, Kevin Campbell as well was phenomenal for us. You know, I think he gave his best years to Everton, <laughs> but uh, he certainly had a uh, was a very very good player for us. Uh, he played he played with a lot of the uh, with the likes of Ian Wright and uh, David Rowcastle and the like. So he got a good uh, he got a good um, schooling as well with them. Uh, but uh, on Francis Jeffers, I had the pleasure of seeing him in the cha- in the uh, charity shield in. Um, <laughs> in Wales when it was briefly in Cardiff and it was the hottest day of the year and he decided to kill, half kill somebody on the pitch and get sent off and you know I didn't like him up till then I didn't like him after then he was absolutely terrible absolutely terrible how we ever how Everton ever swindled us out of that I'll never know but they did and fair play to them they managed to pull the wool over our eyes somehow you know yeah. uh, but definitely uh, look let's not forget about Mikel um, Mikel came to us in a, I think it was a January transfer window. Am I right? Yeah. Lastminute.com. Yeah, that was that mad panic. It was the last minute panic buy. Yeah. yeah, it was the last minute panic buy. A lot of players were skeptical of him, you know, when or a lot of people were skeptical of him when he came in because he was a panic buy. He was last minute. But look, we've seen what Mikel is Arsenal true and true. He's got Arsenal in his heart. Um, I saw a little clip there during the week of uh, Pep Guardiola talking about him uh, whenever City had scored a goal, uh, Arteta be up and jumping around the pitch and hugging everybody and apart from against one team, and that was Arsenal because, you know, he just absolutely loves Arsenal. You gave us a guy there who has come in and he's he's kind of changed the face of the club now. Hopefully he can go all the way and make a real, real name for himself. Get us a... Get us a Premier League or Champions League or Jesus, just give us an FA Cup for now. Anything, anything at all. Um, but uh, yeah, look, uh, good tradition between the clubs. Awobi as well. Uh, he did perform very well for Everton for a couple of years. He was always just that bit short though. He just seemed like he had so much potential. Like, you know, I think that's when Arsenal got rid of him. He was showing that bit of potential, but he never quite hit the heights he could have hit. You know, you see that with an awful lot of players. Um, Awobi went to Everton and performed a bit Walcott went to Everton and didn't perform you know you do see it with a lot of players like that but um, yeah nice little tradition between the two we won't be saying the same about Tottenham next week (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, any Tottenham fans listen um, it could be less than half an hour show on this one (laughs) Um, (laughs) to be some views being given but uh, sure it's all in good fun Um, since we have you on, Richie, um, and uh, being uh, Everton and Arsenal at the weekend, what's your favourite memories of playing Arsenal? Have you got a standout match that you liked? Um, being... You know what? You know what I'm going to say here. <laughs> Surely you do. Wayne Rooney's goal against yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That that would be. <laughs> Now, in fairness, I hadn't even thought about that, but just when you asked him, I said, well, there is only one. There is only one, yeah. No, that was just yeah, phenomenal the moment. And for, for a way for a kid like that to introduce themselves yeah. onto the kind of world stage was just yeah. breathtaking, you know. But, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be my moment. And probably just, have, just having had the privilege of, of watching... Rooney in the flesh over at Goodison yeah. Park in yeah. 
in in games um, like that. I wasn't actually at that game, but um, for that season and the, the following season, I, I was over and just saw them just tear teams apart. And it was yeah. to to be able to witness it in the flesh was 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 just breathtaking, you know. But um, yeah, that'd that'd be definitely the outstanding one for me. Yeah, the one that stands out. Yeah. Hence why uh, two, two, two of my favourite games as well <laughs> would have been against Everton. So uh, in 98, 98 yeah. and 2002. 4-0. 4-0. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that, that fantastic uh, Tony Adams Tony goal. Tony Adams, yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. We used to believe that we play Everton on the last day of the season, we win the league. Exactly. And we're playing in the last, day, last game of this season. So let's, let's uh, <laughs> but we played it a few times in between and nothing's happened. So, you know. But let's keep going with that anyway. You know. It's either um, Arsenal win the league on the last day or Everton stay up on the last day. That's normally the way it's scripted, isn't it? Yeah. Um, a good few yeah. Irish players played for Everton as well, Richie, since I have you on. Mm. Um, you would have been your standout Irish player to played it for the uh, Blues or the Toffees. Of all time. Um. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we are standout Irish players. Oh, well, 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 my my hero, my idol when I grew up was Kevin Sheedy, so yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, like, and, yeah, and, 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 and like Sheedy, although I'd never claimed to be anything <laughs> like him, I'm, I'm left-footed as well, so, <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I was, I was always practising Kevin Sheedy free kicks and, and the like, and reenacting the equaliser against uh, the English in 1990 and all that kind of stuff. But um, now, Kevin Sheedy was like, uh, as an Everton uh, an Everton and um, an Irish player definitely would have been um, heads heads and shoulders above the rest for me. Yeah. yeah you've seen good few Irish flags dotted around Goodison Park as well. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. There's a there's a there's a big um, there's a big Irish kind of following, and you know that had just sort of come from like I would have started following Everton in sort of mid eighties. And I kind of, my first game was 88, but you have all the previous generations, like guys who are sort of maybe 20 years older than me or yeah. sort of 20, 30 years older than me that have been going over for 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 years as well. Because there's always been that, uh, obviously Liverpool is a city anyway with Irish, but um, um, no, there is, is a good tradition, a good uh, Irish tradition there. And you, yeah, you'll always, you'll always spot the, the Irish flags there in, in, in Goodison, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice, it's nice to see it when you see it on TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember when we were in the American tie, lads. Everton were Everton had a spot in there as well. I don't know That's where right. where is now. Richie, do you have anywhere in town now? I t- to, to be honest, I t- yeah. like, because when at the time when they were in the American tie, I think it was the Irish toffees that were in there at that stage. Right. Okay. Um, and I actually, uh, I I would go up to the American tie because I knew, uh, obviously, I know Eamon. Yeah. And I knew you guys would be up there as well, so. I'd go up there at the, the odd time as well, and I think one had one bar and the other had the other <laughs> side of the bar. So, um, so yeah, no, I, look, I ended up joining kind of the Irish Toffees, but I, I think the reason I kind of signed up to it at the time was they were having a sort of a, an evening with Kevin Sheedy the following week, so I, I wanted to see how Sheeds, so um, yeah. I signed up with them and I kind of, I like I went over to a couple of games with them, but Generally now I just kind of go on my own or with other lads that I know who are over there, you know. But um, yeah, I don't know where they are now. I don't know where they are now. I don't know. Not too sure. 
I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're wondering about somewhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'd look, they're crying, uh, crying into their points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's we've got something in common there, Richie. <laughs> many, many match day we've been crying. <laughs> That's it. Um. Yeah. No. It's it's Matt said earlier. There. It is a really good run club. Everything you know. It's real family affair like Arsenal. You know. And, you know. It just has something special about them. You know. Um. I suppose moving on, that's aside from Arsenal to, I suppose, end the show. Um, in terms of the Republic of Ireland, I know it's completely off Arsenal. Um, it looks like our qualifying hopes are all but gone um, with the loss to uh, France and Holland. Um, since we're on the show, Richie, um, do you think this is the end of the line for Stephen Kenny? Or do you think he'll get the chance to finish it, see it out? I think, like, if you're if you're if you're strictly going on a sort of a results based business, which it is, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 more than finished, in, in my opinion. Like he, <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't expected to to do anything against the French away, you know. I think even to keep it to two goals was actually quite respectable. Um, uh, the Dutch game, you know, started off with promise again, and then just you can just see it slowly fade, and yeah. the players just kind of, you know, sort of, I suppose, lose that sort of early initial kind of impetus, you know, to kind of get going and get get around them. Um, like I, I, I always understood what Stephen Kenny was trying to do, and I think everybody did. You understand that, you know, yeah. you know, and 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 it is, you know. It's the right way to to look at things, to nurture your young, and to to sort of you have to deal with the the hand that you've been dealt, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's just too much, too many losses, and it's 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 taking far too long to see any kind of shoots of pro- pro- progress or yeah. or any signs of hope. So yeah, I would I would think there's too much pressure now on the FAI, FAI as well. I think. There's too many voices coming from everywhere that I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll survive. I don't know. Yeah, Sometimes. I heard an ex Tuffy, one of yours actually, ex Irish international league. Hersley's being tipped. Yes. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Yeah. I heard like like you know he he's he's done fantastically. I think um, he's with the underage uh, England. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's doing uh, yeah. I think he got. Did he get them to a World Cup final or something? Or I think he got he them it in the summer, didn't they? Yeah, they won it. Yeah, the Euros. Yeah, yeah. The Euros, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, like, but when Carsley, just when he kind of just retired, like you know, he he'd got around to a good few different clubs. You'd always see him there in the background, and uh, he was very well thought of and and respected. You know, um, yeah. Like I mean, it it's it could certainly be um it could certainly be an option, but again, I think we have to sort of be cognizant of the fact that we don't have the players, and and that's you know that's just a fact of life. It's you know it could probably take a it could probably take a generation or two to kind of um sort of get three or four really marquee players and build a team around them as such, um. Like obviously you've got the people that you can point to, like Ferguson and, and all these kind of all these kind of guys, but they but they also can't be the great white hope, you know, just on their own and having to carry a team. So, um, yeah, Lee Carsley would be a good shout, um, but yeah, unfortunately, I think ultimately it's probably curtains for Kenny. 
Yeah, it's, it's sad because he's brought, he's brought in so many talented youngsters, hasn't he? They wouldn't have probably got a chance under other managerial um, uh, lads that were in before him. Um, John, do you think that's the end of the line for Stephen Kenny? Um, I think it's only a matter of time. But as you said, he has blooded a hell of a lot of young players. Um, I think there's some talent there. Um, and I think, as I say, outside Lee Carsley, I think he's everyone's first choice if we were lucky to get him to replace Stephen Kenny, and let's be honest, he hasn't done yet. Um, I think Carsley could reap the benefit of the fact all these young players have got a good bit of international experience now. Yeah. Um, sure, sure. I, what I don't like about it is a lot of people using Stephen Kenny, Stephen Kenny's failure, well, difficulties as the national manager to beat the League of Ireland. It's like, you know, using that as a stick, I don't like that at all. No, I think the League of Ireland needs a little bit more respect and a bit more investment, and I think he's He's done the best he could with what he's been given, which is just a hell of a lot of young players and a lot of players who have passed their prime. Yeah. So, um, as I said, whoever comes in, um, I think in a couple of years' time, you might see that team develop into something. And a lot of that we don't fact Stephen Kenny gave them that chance. He gave them that chance on the 21 level and he gave them that chance at national level. So, um, I'm not here to beat a stick with Stephen Kenny. I have no issue with Stephen Kenny at all. As, as Ricky said, He's tried to play football in a progressive manner, not just who for long to get the ball in the deck and progress the ball in the back with a lot of young players who are not playing at the highest level in England, uh, which is not easy. And um, I, I, I admire him for sticking to his guns and, and, and having these principles that way. But it probably is time to get maybe a fresh face, fresh ideas. But I do think the next guy will reap the benefit of all the work Stephen Kenny's put in. Yeah, I feel sorry for him before I move on to you, Matt, as well, for your opinion. Every interview Stephen Kenny seems to have done post-match is like the, nearly the final lane in the coffin, you know. It's always questioning his ability. Um, and in terms of at the last two championships that we qualified for in 2012 and 16, there was Premier League players of quality. You know, O'Neill and Trapattoni had... He was, they were in the fortunate position that there was the players there. And I think Kenny probably has had the, the worst roll of the dice you could say in terms of players they're not up to there's very few even in the Premier League you know aside from Coleman and obviously Ferguson emerging um, uh, do you think yourself Matt do you think this is the end probably the last qualifying tournament for, uh, for Stephen Kenny uh, without a doubt um, listen I, I'll be the first to say uh, I hate international football simply because <laughs> it messes with, with, our, with our Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, so it, it bothers me that it's that it's even international break right now, but there you go. Um, look, I did watch the game the other night. Uh, there is a lot of uh, decent young players there. Decent young players, but are they international level players? You know, not one of them would, not one of them would get into any of the other teams at all. You know, we're, we're dredging the depths of... You know, you're, you're seeing the Ireland squad named and you're going, who the hell is he? Like, you know, who is he? Who does he play for? And you find out he plays for Carlisle or somebody. You know what I mean? Like, this is the thing. There's just, they don't have, back in 90, uh, Italian 90, uh, you had you had players from the top, top teams in the Premier League playing for Ireland. You know, we were, I think we were ranked eighth in the world at one stage. We're never getting back there with these players. But there's nobody coming through. There's nobody there, you know. I don't know if it's it's investment from the FAI into the into the Irish football well, the, or the, what, so, what. Sorry to interrupt what, you, Matt, but yeah, ahead, like, yeah. 
Like the, the FAI have a lot to, to answer for with regards to the development of the national yeah. team over the last 20 years, yeah. if not 30. Um, yeah. Yeah. And particularly one individual who shall remain nameless, but um, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's like you hit the nail on the head there. Like, yeah, I know, I know. But this is it. I mean, we're never going to get, we're never going to progress if if we're looking for players from the lower leagues like that, you know. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't know for whatever reason Charlton was able to, you know, get the best of the best at the time, you know, that we could. We just the development's not there. You see them players playing the other night against the Dutch, and where they show glimpses of, you know, speed or being very good and that. They look very nervous when they got any opportunities. Uh, I think it was uh, was Adam Eaton, not Adam Eaton, uh, who was outside him. Was it um, Benny? Benny. Yeah, Benny. Yeah, he had a couple of good opportunities, yeah. to, uh, and he just fluffed his shots. He it looked like he got stage fright when he had the opportunity, you know. Yeah. And I don't think that I, I think that's as good as them players get. Whether it be Stephen I, Kenny, Lee Carsley, anybody else, you know, if they're not playing at the top top level, they're never going to be top top internationals. You know, Evan Ferguson being the exception, he's been absolutely phenomenal for Brighton, uh, and I think he'll ultimately end up at one of the top, one of the top four teams. Brighton could be one of the top four teams. The way they're going, they're absolutely, you know, super team to watch. They seem to rebuild constantly, and for some reason, they just keep. Uh, getting these fantastic players through their ranks. It's absolutely brilliant scouting amazing, or something. Amazing but they should fun. maybe take on the Brighton scout to try to find a few uh, people with Irish uh, grandparents or something because <laughs> they need to. They need that type of development if they're going to compete at all. I can't see Ireland qualifying for the next 10 Euros or World Cups the way things are. You know, They're not going to do one player uh, with uh, Evan Ferguson. Uh, they're certainly not going to do it with... Um, having players playing for them from from Wrexham, you know? It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. But look, Kenny will probably lose his job. Carsley will probably come in and he has the same poison chalice. That's just the way it is at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's, it's so there. frustrating, Deirdre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, copyright. Copyright loss there, you know? On, on that, though... I have to say that's that's definitely worth another guest appearance, Richie. <laughs> so frustrating. Um, yeah, it's been a busy show, lads. Is there anything else football wise you like mentioned or anything? No, I don't think we've said anything. Um, yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. just like to um say as always, you can catch our um show on the Dublin Ursula YouTube channel as always um, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram TikTok and Facebook as always thanks to Martin Stumble for editing as always uh, check out our sister show Beyond the Last Man, fingers crossed lads, it will happen, <laughs> we're getting closer um, sadly we're out of the Champions League but um, the Women's Super League is starting soon, uh, check out our sponsor Bannon Sports Direct as always, thanks very much uh, check out our friends at trustarsen.com, Pat McLaughlin, thanks very much and of course um, throughout this season uh, you can catch us in the official supporters bar in Dublin City Centre, the River Bar. So thanks to them for having us um, every match day. Um, just like to thank uh, John Media and Matt Bourne um, for coming on tonight. Thanks very much, lads. Cheers, and to our loyal uh, Dublin Arsenal uh, YouTube fan and um, loyal Everton fan, uh, Richie White. Thanks very much for coming on. Thanks, thanks for having me, lads. It's been a lot, Richie. Fair play to you. Um, Cheers, lads. Of course, on next week's show, you'll 
we'll be um, reviewing her, hopefully, everyone's success. Um, sorry, <laughs> and, uh, Richie will be listening to that, uh, crying over the beer already. Um, and <laughs> we'll be previewing uh, the North London Derby, and we hope to have um, an unfortunate sports fan to join us. So um, until then, next, join us next week, and have a good week, lads. Thanks for joining me. Cheers, lads. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Thanks million. Up the toffees. Cheers, lads. <laughs> I like-